DJ Peterson, and welcome to The Journey is Real. We talk to real people with real passions who share a real portion of their hearts. Today, my guest is Gail Martz, and we titled her podcast, Turning a Passion into a Business. Thank you for coming on today, Gail. Great to be with you, CJ. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Necessity is often the mother of invention, and this is exactly in line with what happened with you. Could you please share the story behind your passion before we start diving into the passion itself? Uh, sure, because uh, that I'll never forget uh, the passion that came when I got Sherpa, my dog, mm -hmm. September 26, 1987. It's marked in history. And Sherpa, my dog, became so important to me. And that was how the story began with Sherpa, the dog. How, so, why was she so important to you? What was it that was in particular about her? Well, a dog is a dog of unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And a puppy, when you bring them in with all the things that you go through with a puppy, you just learn that you're going to be training them and teaching them and doing them. But when they're so adorably cute and loving, <laughs> and they're just looking to you for the help and the guidance and the alpha dog, you have to be the alpha mm -hmm. dog and uh, do that. And so Sherpa the dog at Lhasa Opso came into my life. And um, that was so important to me. At that time, I was with my fiance. Uh, it was uh, September. And uh, so it was just important that I had this wonderful dog uh, because I also prior to that had been working as a flight attendant for TWA. So remember, we're going back to 1987. And so when I wasn't working as a flight attendant, I could finally get a dog. That meant so much to me because I had had dogs before. I loved dogs. I wanted dogs. And there was Sherpa, my dog. Well, plus you also had the stability being a flight attendant. You were always out and about, whereas yeah. now you, you were home. You had the stability. A puppy means stability. You know, you're raising this little fur baby. You know, that, that's one of your children. We have them. We have them yeah. here too. <laughs> you know, and it's just like that, that little thing is dependent on you. And he's just not replaceable. And it's like someone once told me a quote that says, they may not be here for all of your life, but you're here for all of theirs. And sometimes it's kind of, you need to remember that. Well, I think that that is so very important because I'm totally in that animal world. And it's where every single second you must be grateful for them because their life is not the length of time that we would want it to be and it comes and it goes so quickly and you just never know that so when you when you look at the breeds and the different things and and the lifespan and all of that it's it's not very long so you want to make the very best of it that you can and so here came this total joy into my life and I was so very grateful, really so very grateful. And then uh, being a photographer, it was wonderful because I could capture the moments of her from the very beginning, which mm -hmm. I did. Good. So that was great. So then I had my perfect model already because she <laughs> she was my main model to work with. And, and I love that too, that brings me great joy. Awesome. So there was something that actually happened along the way. Can you explain what happened? 
Yes. So that was the trauma that totally changed my life at that time. So if, if I was, I could just give ages, it doesn't matter. Uh, I was 37. And so there, you know, I'd had the job with the airlines, but then that job uh, went up in the air with uh, the different things that happened. I had lost that job. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the man I was with had had a, uh, a, a stroke, heart attack, and had died in his sleep. That's oh. uh, putting it very, very mildly. Uh, but it was a nightmare of nightmares. And I didn't know. Uh, I, I, I just didn't know. I was in a, a state of grief, shock, and, you know, what was I going to do? And I was in that when you're in grief and when you're in shock, you don't even know what you're doing anyway. Mm -hmm. I was living in New York at the time. I'm from California. Uh, so my family was out here, my mother who is, has always been my best friend and then became my business partner and always my mother forever and ever she is with me. So, um, but anyway, so the, that, that, that tragedy of tragedies, Connie, we call her Connie because we were in business together after things changed and uh, came back to New York and we, uh, drove cross country because at that time you couldn't get a pet on a plane mm -hmm. but but if you could it was in a hard plastic carrier which that wasn't going to work uh, well and aren't they weren't they under the plane too i mean well the airlines that did allow them which were very few it would have been in cargo yes mm -hmm. and and so then it i it's like that that wasn't we're going back so many years now what 33 34 years and it's like, you know, it was, I would say traveling with a pet was as outdated as the covered wagon. So here, mm -hmm. Connie and I, you know, she comes back to New York, Sherpa is in the car with us, the dog, mm -hmm. and we drive uh, from New York to California, which we could take the time and take the time. I wasn't in the best of uh, uh, mentally the best of place to be with, but I couldn't have been with anyone better than my mother because she would always, you know, always say to me, honey, honey, what's wrong? You know what? And, and she was just there for me at all times. So that was a real strength to me during that time. And then we came to California. So I didn't have my job that I had had, which from having the job with the airlines, I had other jobs connected with that. So let's say I would take a flight to Paris. As a photographer, I was in the, uh, the fashion world. So I had worked with, it's, you know, we called it in New York City, the garment uh, center or the garment industry, but then it changed to the fashion industry as names change. But so anyway, I would work for different companies in the garment industry, fashion industry today. And I would photograph some of the uh, new designs, new details, what will be a trend, what will be happening, because I could recognize those things. So I would constantly on my layovers be out shopping in the different areas in Paris. There's five different areas that are very uh, mindful and different on fashion. And I'd be doing that, you know, with my photography. So that was another job that I had with three different companies. 
also uh, with Godiva chocolates. So I would go, let's say to Paris, and I would photograph uh, the Godiva chocolate shop. And I would, you know, they would know I was coming and I would come in. And of course, the first thing they do is offer me chocolate, which I don't eat chocolate. And, but, but I loved, you know, photographing the displays, the chocolate, the people, it was just great. I mean, photography, it is really my passion. It's is one my, of mine. <laughs> is my skill. And for me to do that, I've studied it. I've worked at it. I, I just see the light uh, involved with photography. So that was another job. Yeah, I do mine. I like to do landscapes. So a lot of times we travel to different places. So on my right. website, there's actually a page for photos of the different places that we've been. Oh, which is great. That's so, great. Yeah. Well, I was just so impressed with all the books and then, you know, <laughs> this is one, this is this, and you won this and you did that and you do this. Okay. So yeah, but, I do a lot. <laughs> well, you know, we do because we have to do what makes our hearts feel that we're doing something that can help to make a difference in the world. And if a picture, which is worth a thousand words, mm -hmm can get into somebody, they said, wow, that's really great. You know, when you go to a museum or you go to any of the shows and you see these photographs and you go back on the history of photography, uh, I, I just think, I find, I find it very interesting. Yeah, I actually have some cameras that are, oh gosh, um, they're box cameras. So they're like 1920s that are up here. Which is great because yeah. I had my first camera, I'll never forget, was a small Rolly 35. Mm -hmm. Now I have a section over there that has all my cameras, all my slides, all my negatives. Because you remember when we used to uh, photograph and it was all negative film and then mm -hmm. slides and then I got the hospital. And you had to like pray that you got the right shot. <laughs> you never yeah, knew if you got I, the right shot or not. I want to go back. I want to go back and, and like, yes, of course, there's negative readers and there's mm -hmm. all of those things and the tools and things that you could get, but it's like the service. I guess what we need, what's really important, I think, when we're talking about these things too, what is the service that can help me to be better at what I do? Let's just say in photography, I don't have time to go through all those negatives, but there is a service that is provided where you can get that done as well. I think even at Costco, <laughs> they have nice. things. Costco has everything, right? Mm -hmm. We love Costco uh, here. Right, so Little Sherpa has taken this journey with you through the loss and across the country, correct? Absolutely. Okay. So let's take on from there. So once you get to California, what do you do? Uh, in California, I had uh, my family in California. It was where I was born and, uh, and, and we're in California. But then I got called back to the airlines. Now I'm out in California now and I'm getting called back to the airlines. Oh, okay, this is really great. I got called back and at the time, uh, well, I had this discussion with a friend of mine. I guess we were making 45,000 a year prior to when the airlines had gone out because mm -hmm. it had been taken over. And then we went back to work and I think it was 22,500. So, 
Ouch. Well, you but this is now we're we're going back that many years, but twenty two thousand five hundred. Yeah, but to cut your, I mean, they literally just cut it in half. Well, they did because it was okay. So in the eighties, you know, it's like we can look at the different uh, decades, mm -hmm. and we could say, okay, here are the sixties. You know, was that the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, or was that the seventies? But then when we got into the 80s, it was the corporate greed. Mm -hmm. And that was what had happened with TWA. So it had been taken over, but everyone was let go. And uh, then it, it was just a whole story of what ended up happening. You know, there we were. We were actually striking and out on picket lines, which I absolutely hated that mm -hmm. as well. But you had to do it because you had an alternative. You had to really stand up and stand together. And, and, and it was just the most wonderful group of women. And then at that time, there were men as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, we, we had uh, people that we started with, had great experiences with, with the airline, but I got called back. Okay, mm -hmm. well, the salary was less, but at least uh, I had been thinking when I had gotten Sherpa, what am I going to carry her in? Mm -hmm. This is a whole big thing because if if you looked at all the the different uh, purses, bags, suitcases, mm -hmm. things that I have, I happen to love bags, and <laughs> I no, but I happen to love bags. No, I have a friend who does too. That's why I was chuckling. Um, well, I have it a is friend very who does. funny, and you know they send you all of these. Uh, you know now we have which which I have to also clarify specify that on every you know you're getting like uh bergdorf goodman's you're getting this one you're getting something from everybody and it will say the latest fall you know what is it bags clothes it's coming from europe it's coming from everywhere and then you can always remain uh in uh up with the times by just what's looking what you find here's one computer i'm with you on another there's another here and two iphones so mm -hmm. it's like i'm really tuned in to be very efficient with what I'm doing. But at any rate, so I got called back. I went back to work at the salary that was less, but I'd already had an idea. And the idea was that I needed to make a pet carrier mm -hmm. for dogs and cats. Mm -hmm. because I knew how people loved dogs and loved their cats. It doesn't matter if they're big dogs, small dogs, whatever they were, but because Sherpa was at that time, 15 pounds, that was considered a small dog. Mm -hmm. And it, but it was, but then, you know, she ended up being nine pounds, 10 pounds. And, uh, you know, they just, and she lived to be 17 years and uh, wow. almost, three months. So she had a very busy life. She had a very busy life. It was an exciting life. She did a lot of television, a lot of photography, and a lot of helping me, you know, because when I, after um, my fiance had died in bed, it was, uh, it was the tragedy and it was the trauma for me. And so I, I, I had lost, uh, there was no will that was signed, which I was told I was taken care of. So I think one of the things, 
that is very important when you're young and when you're old and whatever age it is, is that you must make sure everything that you have is in writing and properly done. And you know exactly what it is that, okay, well, you don't have to worry about anything because you're taken care of. Well, I didn't have to worry about anything until I found out I wasn't taken care of. And then I wasn't going to worry about it because Connie would say, uh, worrying is like being in a rocking chair. Now, doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't no. get you anywhere. You go back, you go forth, you go back, you go forth, but you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that was always her analogy with, you know, worrying. And, and I would worry, you know, because I just didn't know what I was going to do. And I think my, listen to this one, my uh, ultimate fear was becoming a bag lady, but there was, wait, but wait, but wait, no, because you I- You are like, a bag lady. That's the funny no, part of it. That was the great, no, but I'm telling you, it's true. But that was the greatest one. Uh, I got a lot of uh, publicity and one of the best ones, it was by Cindy Adams. And the, the, the copy was, well, the copy was, ex-stewardess finds million dollars in doggy bag. Now, there wasn't a million dollars in any of the doggy bags, but it was a great business I started. But then another one was the ultimate bag lady. So it was, it was those were the things that really helped me. And, and then it was great that I was able to be back in New York City because I was in the place where, you know what they say, if you can make it there, you can, you can make, make it, it anywhere. anywhere. It wouldn't have been the same. If I was out here where I am in San Clemente, California, what am I going to do? Go to the beach? No. And, you know, so you don't have where you walk out your door and you have all of the different accounts, the different, you know, publicity, the different, every single thing was in New York. So I'm, I'm very grateful that I went back to New York. I was called back to the airlines. I began my trips back to Europe and, uh, but then I had this idea. And so uh, one of the the other things, having been a photographer, I was working for a handbag company. Remember how we love bags? Mm -hmm. Well, I love bags. And uh, I would photograph the different styles of the handbags by Lanvin, Valentino, different people. And let's say when I was in Italy, I would photograph, uh, you know, the Italian Valentino. And then when I was in Paris, I would photograph along. You know, I would set it all up. I'd be at a place. And and most of the people from the crew that I was working with on the flight over would be sleeping. Mm -hmm. Then they would go out to dinner, have drinks, and then go to bed. That wasn't my story. My story was getting out into the marketplaces and seeing what was there. And and that excited me. And that was really, uh, the airlines were truly my living life experience. Mm -hmm. So, Well, we're kind of crunching on time toward the end here. So I want to make sure I get everything in. So you took this tragedy and you took your little puppy that you love and you've turned and your love of bags and photography and style and all of that and you've kind of wrapped it all into this thing called the sherpa bag which is a a carrier for pets correct and you made a huge business out of it but that's not where it stopped you actually took it a level more and you did something else about it didn't you you wrote a book 
Well, what I did, the, the main thing I did when I created the Sherpa bag was I had to change the policy on every major airline in the world so pets could go in the passenger cabin. That is my biggest thing that I did in that aspect. And then and pet uh, people, thank you everywhere. Well, that, well, yes. And even, you know, like the big dogs, well, they are small at one time, so they can, and, and cats as well. So <laughs> that there are so many animals that have traveled in the Sherpa bag. But uh, yes, I did a book. The first one was No Pet Left Behind, because you shouldn't leave a pet behind. Mm -hmm. Don't ever leave a pet behind. And then the book that I have uh, now that's out is It's In the Bag. Mm -hmm. And it, that's at double entendre, because there were things when I was doing business, and I thought, oh, this is a done deal. I just know this is a done deal. It's really going to happen. They've said all of this. You think it's really a done deal. You think it's in the bag. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's really not. And you have everything where, again, I always suggest to people that your attorney, you must have an attorney or you use legal zoom or you use any of the things you can find now that can help you to make sure all of the documents, everything is done perfectly well. Uh, so it's in the bag before I could publish that book, my attorney, uh, who I've been with for so long, also had to read through the book to make sure everything was okay. So I'm not going to charge you for this, but I want to go through everything in the book. So anyway, it's, it's imperative that you have uh, all of that as well, totally your financial house in order. So, so the book I was hoping would be an inspiration and motivation to people that were entertaining. You know, if you could just read this or you could look at the pictures, you know, and then you can see that uh, here's a story. And then here is what became a global brand that is the number one in the world. So that that was what I did was with the book. It's in the bag that came out February 14th, mm -hmm. 2021. 2020 oh 2021 yeah right Didn't okay we just cool. have, yeah right? i said 2021 yeah gosh my years are yeah okay, no yeah. no no but it's true but valentine's <laughs> is all about love i mm -hmm. love valentine's you that's actually i launched this podcast february 14th of 2020 oh there you go you see so we're tuned into the same mm -hmm. feeling of love and passion and caring and, and it's from and the heart yep mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's really, I, I work with that emotional intelligence. It's from my heart, you know, and if mm -hmm. it doesn't feel right, you know, it's in your gut and you know, yep. it's not right. So that's important. So people who want to find out more about you, your book, your story, your bags, everything, how can they find you online? Uh, go to the Gail, G-A-Y-L-E-M-A-R-T-Z.com. Awesome. Well, we have about two minutes left. Is there anything you'd like to add? Well, one, it's been great to be with you. Thank, Thank you, you for helping me get the word out. And it takes a world. So if we keep spreading the word to the world, we can do more for the animals because we must speak for them. Mm -hmm. And that's where, that's where the story goes. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on, Gail. And thank you for sharing your story and your heart. And um, again, if you want to find out more about Gail Martz, you can go to gailmartz.com. That's G-A-Y-L-E-M-A-R-T-Z.com. And again, thank you, Gail, for coming on today. And thank you for listening to The Journey is Real. We talk to real people with real passions who share a real portion of their hearts. I'm CJ Peterson at cjpetersonwrites.com. Until next time.